In an ever-connected world, we become the most divided, and I think social media is the reason to blame, and that's the lemon. What is up, everybody? This is Evan with the Lemons with Clemens. We're here talking about social media because I think it sucks. With that said, don't forget to like our Facebook page, find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or even YouTube. Soon we'll be also having videos... And I keep saying we as if there's somebody else here, but it's just me until I feature another guest. So with that said, social media. We've known social media since basically the beginning of internet. I was on MySpace, and hell, before MySpace, they had a a blog where you would share blogs with each other. It's called Zanga. I don't know if anybody remembers that. When I think back to it, it's pretty cringy to think think of because we sat there and just wrote blogs about our life. And then would read each other's blog, and I don't even remember if it was like we liked it or commented on it or how it worked. It was such a weird thing. And then moving on to MySpace, where everybody fought to be one of the top friends that was shown on your webpage. But it was super cool, though, because you could customize MySpace as much as you wanted with your own music, your backgrounds, and everything. And then Facebook came. And Facebook changed the game to social media. I love Facebook. Everybody loves Facebook. There's billions and billions of users and still a continuously growing company. And the scariest thing is the money they make is basically money off of you. You are giving them all the information they need and they make money off of you because of the data that you have. And so they play certain ads based on what they know about you. They play certain news stories. They suggest certain topics, videos. They show that basically anything that Facebook hears on your phone ends up going to them. And I'm going to get into that a little bit more. I'm just kind of doing a general outline here. But, but, but to kind of start it off, the reason I think that it has become a, such a divisive thing is because, and we're talking about Facebook specifically right now, but this includes, this encapsulates every other social media. We build a profile based off of our interests. Whether it be Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, when you set up your profile, you, you set up things that you like, you follow certain things, you, sh- you show that you like certain shows or movies or books or music. On Twitter, you follow certain things that get you started. On Instagram, the same thing. You follow certain things. Hell, even on LinkedIn or any other platform, these are all just different social media platforms to to figure out who you are so that they can better serve you is the idea behind it at least. So you basically give them the pass into your life at that point. So we start off by telling them what we like, and as we continuously use it, things will pop up, and we'll say we do like that, or we'll exit it and not show it, and it notices. And it's crazy. The algorithm algorithm on Facebook especially will sit there and, and notice if you even watch a video or if you scroll past it. It's terrifying when you think about it. And on top of that, all right, how many times have you been talking to somebody about a certain item, and all of a sudden you see it on your Facebook feed as an ad? You cannot tell me that that is not done on purpose because your phone is always listening to you. This is something I think we all know and we kind of joke about and talk about, but it's terrifying when you actually look at the potential ramifications of it. So 
even in in your messenger, you're having a conversation one-on-one with somebody. You might talk about something. Uh, say you're talking about cryptocurrency. I guarantee you, you start doing it. You don't talk about cryptocurrency in your outside life, but you start talking about it in a message with somebody. You're all of a sudden going to get ads for it because that's part of Facebook. It's LinkedIn. And same thing with, with Instagram. I think you'll start getting different uh, suggested ads and that as well. I am still trying to figure out Instagram so I can start an Instagram for, for this podcast. Um, and I don't really use Twitter because it has become such a weird place in my opinion. In, in, as, as these social media giants have continued to grow and it's only created more and more echo chambers. So you start off by telling them everything you like, and then you start following certain things. So you build your own echo chamber without realizing it. So then you are in groups that share the same thing. And so those start hitting your page, right? And I'm going to talk a little bit more Facebook because I know a little bit more about it. But but as you see these things, you start reading more into it or finding new groups. And then if you're not on your phone, you'll get a notification from Facebook saying, hey, check out this post from this group about this thing that you like. And it, that's another way for it to bring you in. And so not only is it creating the echo chamber, but it's also finding a way for you to come back to the app. Same thing with Twitter, same thing with Instagram, LinkedIn, etc. But you continuously have these updates to get you back on your phone because in the end, Facebook is addictive. It 100% is. So you, you post something, you're hoping people like it. You feel good when people give you those reactions. You want the positive reactions rather than negative ones. You want people to comment on it. It makes you feel a sense of wanting and liking and it makes you want to do it again. And, and there's even been studies that say that it actually releases serotonin or dopamine in your brain because it's a positive reaction. So you like it, so you continue to do it. And so your screen time has only gone up or you just check Facebook just to check it. Just look at it as if something's going to change because it's constantly updating with different things that maybe you didn't see before from all the other groups that you follow or things that you might be interested in. And so now we're improving the screen time decreasing productivity and making an addiction out of the social media, whether it be through trying to get more people to like what we see, finding more things that we do like, or getting into Twitter fights uh, or fighting in the comments. And what we don't realize, and I'm going to kind of now I'm circling back is that we are putting ourselves in the situation from all the likes that and dislikes that we were saying at the beginning. So, now we're building our own echo chamber. And in that echo chamber of all the same things, anytime we see something different, it is almost traumatizing. And so what we don't realize, we make the jokes about how everything comes to us from us talking about it, and all of a sudden Facebook brings an ad of what we were talking about. It does the same thing with news. And we'll get certain news stories compared to others. We'll get suggested certain websites or groups based on what we talk about or our interests. And then now there's even more for us to look at that also goes with whatever we're thinking. And this became, I think, even more well-known without getting political, but more well-known within the last few years with, with all the drama of the presidency and the election, which divided people even more. What's crazy to me though, is that we don't realize how much is actually being affected by social media. Now you could have a conversation 
with one of your friends in person, and I think it goes one way, but if you try to have the same conversation, maybe in a comment section of Facebook, it goes completely different. And I know this from experience, from people I went to school with, all of a sudden it's like, I don't know what happened to you, but you could think completely different. The thing is though, we only are disagreeing on this one topic. So now we're watching friendships get dissolved over one topic, which is absolutely asinine if you think of it. It's 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 outrageous. You know, whether it be politics, religion, or any of these other things, and a lot of those are touchy subjects, and in this podcast I'm trying to avoid uh, getting into politics because it is so divisive, but it's hard not to talk broadly and generally about it. But if somebody supported Trump or somebody didn't support Trump, they were divided, whether it be family or friends or even loved ones. And the thing is, the social media did not help that. And there's something about the comment sections, especially on the news stories or groups, or especially on Twitter when you can make your own handle. It's like whenever you're driving in a car and somebody cuts you off, you're going to scream so many of you motherfucker get on your side of the road get out of my get the hell out of my you know when you're just yelling at another car because you're in your own car you'll never say that to their face but there's something about the the safety of your own vehicle being be in in your safe environment you can yell whatever you want the other person doesn't hear you but you're allowed to vent and i think the internet also helps do that so you're sitting in the comment section like it's a vehicle and you're road raging on every motherfucker that says anything different than what you think and the problem is social media continuously puts you in this echo chamber so anytime there is a dissenting opinion it becomes worse it is traumatic at that point you are saying something or you're having a conversation with somebody and one person says something different and they just get jumped on and they are just destroyed because they are a different thinking person. And so that's what I mean by echo chamber. We are all thinking the same thing. And that makes it seem like in the, in this, in the social media realm that everybody else thinks exactly like we do. So the person that doesn't think that way, they're weird, they're different, they're uh, ostracized. and, And it's not, a healthy dynamic in human nature. I can have a conversation with a friend about race, which is a very touchy subject, especially now. And I have plenty of these conversations because I think it's important. I think it's very important to continue a discussion. But if I try to have that same conversation online, just because I ask a question or want an opinion, I can be deemed racist or a bigot Hell, even a Nazi. That was a word that was just thrown out nonstop. And not because I'm saying anybody is better than anybody else. It's just because I question certain aspects of things. And again, I'm not going to go into it. I'm just using it as an example. But I, I, I feel like a conversation in person just has so much more to it. You can tell the sincerity of somebody's voice and their actions. You know someone is genuinely curious. Whereas when you read a comment, you're taking it however you want to take it at that point. You're taking it as, well, most likely nowadays is this person's ignorant and they don't know anything about anything. Get the hell off of my website. I don't know if it's territorial or what's going on, but when you lose all that context, it, it sparks something completely different in the conversation. And, and the worst part about it, I would say, is the fact that all conversations are moving to this. Not just on social media. A lot of conversations, like I use um, Messenger a lot. 
or I text a lot. And I'm starting to realize I actually prefer phone calls over texting because so much is lost in the void of no human contact. We, we, when you have a face-to-face conversation or even a conversation on the phone, there's so much more in how you talk, the tone of your voice, um, how you uh, accent certain things. You can tell the sarcasm. It's hard to be sarcastic online without, it, without reading into it as you're just being an asshole. And it's hard to have a legitimate conversation without closely watching and carefully deciding what words you choose. You have to choose precisely or else you come off wrong. And in the, in the world of social media, everything is supposed to be instant. We're the most connected society in the world now. Hell, the, the world is more connected than it's ever been, but it's also the most divisive because we've basically completely taken these trains of thoughts and sectioned them off. So when you get the different trains of thoughts going at it, it's easy for it to seem like an all-out war. There's name-calling, people. there's slurs used, people just do not get along online. It's very rare. Or you have the people that think similarly and we're cheering each other on and allowing people to continue to think a certain way. And hell, that person might be a literal Nazi. You could be in a group with literal KKK members, neo-Nazi, fascist, whatever the hell you want to call it, but in their echo chamber... I guarantee they're like, hell yeah, brother, this is awesome. We hate everybody else except for us. And they're cheering each other on. But then you get anybody that has a different opinion, they're, I guarantee they're going to eat them alive. Vice versa. And, and what we have to realize is there's a human on the other side of that. So, you know, kind of getting away from the rant, that's something that I think we're all aware of, but we don't acknowledge. And, and it's it's become sad because I honestly do believe it's completely, completely torn us apart. Um, not just as a nation, while I do think it is as a nation. Um, I think this is the most divided we've been. At least that I know. I'm sure it was worse in, in, in different times. But globally even. You look at conflicts that happen all over the world and you see one side and then there's another side and then if anybody disagrees with you, it's, it's just all bad. Well, one last thing on that, you also have to realize whenever you're having an argument online, it's one-dimensional. Whenever you have a conversation with a person in real life or on the phone, you're able to explain and, and like someone like me, I have so many tangents. My, my thoughts go a million miles an hour and I'm, and I'm all over the place. But I'm able to hit all the things I'm wanting to talk about Whereas online, you can only say the one comment or you're, you're, you're acknowledging one thing somebody said, and then all of a sudden somebody's jumping onto what you said, so you're defending yourself, so you can't actually give a full-on argument to whatever you're talking about. And by argument, I don't mean actually arguing. I mean an argument as in a debate. And then on top of that, it's easy to just pick out the one thing that someone can battle you on. And so it's, it, it only makes things worse. All right. So I got, I got to move. I could just go on forever about that. So I, I have to move on. But now in our echo chambers, we've, we've, we've turned into not only are we feeling like we're the most educated people in the world because we have all this technology around us and we can instantly find any information. We're also now the dumbest people in the world whenever the social media is having to add fact checks onto memes because half the memes that hit your pages are all fucking fake. And and we we continue to push them as if they're real. We'll have a meme it's, and we like to laugh at it. And then we're going to go tell our friends that as if it's fact. Unfortunately, though, that's not actually a thing. Memes have become our facts. 
and that's ridiculous. So the journalism isn't even a thing anymore, right? You could say it is, but I but that's a whole another thing I could argue on because journalism is headlines because most of the people don't actually read an article, and the people that do read an article don't read the full article. They're only going to read a summary of it or the the first couple paragraphs, and half the story is at the bottom of the uh, of the article in paragraph 16. That's not a proper way for journalism. Again, another tangent. I can do that on another episode. So moving on from just arguing online and how it's dividing us, we rely so much on social media to tell us about each other. The problem is we now live in a society where we think Instagram filters are real people. The Snapchat filters is really how pretty that person is. You thought catfish was bad before. How much worse has it gotten now that you have all these filters that make you look completely different? It can make you look like you have a six-pack of abs. It can take away all your acne. It can make your hair a different color. It can change everything about you. And so you're already only seeing a one-dimensional character online, and we follow it as truth. That goes for what we put online as well and what we see from the people that we grew up with. How many people have gone and been like, wow, that person is living the best time of their life. I wish I had their life. Social media is doing that to us, and I honestly think it's making us more depressed because we see all these people being successful. What we don't see is all the struggles that person had to get to wherever they were. Maybe, just maybe, whoever you're seeing on your Facebook or Instagram feed has had the luckiest life in the world, has never had any problems. I highly doubt that. Highly doubt that. But I do think you get to see all the glamour because you want to show off that to people. And most of the time, the people that are doing that the most are really sad on the inside. They want you to think their life is good. You know, I'm a victim of all the same things. I personally have put some of the best things that have ever happened in my life on Facebook or in pictures and have bragged about certain things. But it's so few and far between. There's all this mundane shit or not good things, or just negative shit that's happened in life that nobody knows about. And I think it's also made a very unhealthy way of looking at ourselves, where we think it's not right to show other people that we have bad days too. And so I think it only solidifies the idea behind pushing a certain image and projecting an image. And that's the word I should use, projecting. All we're doing is projecting when we're online, whether it be on Twitter and you're under a different handle, a different name completely where nobody knows you, you're projecting whatever persona you want to. On here, I'm, I'm projecting of being a little more sour than I might be in real life. I'm a sincere guy. I am more than willing to have a deep, full-on conversation with you. But... On the surface, it probably is never going to seem that way. And the same thing with the same people that you might follow on Instagram, follow on Twitter, or look at on Facebook. So I really think it builds a completely unrealistic expectation of success, an unrealistic expectation of how we should live life and how we should do things. And, And I think it completely changes how we look at the world as a whole. So when we're put into these echo chambers, on top of unrealistic expectations of life, 
on top of only seeing other people being successful as we sit here in our bed, unable to sleep, or in our bed, not wanting to get out of bed, just scrolling through Facebook, watching all the successes of all the people on our feed, how are we supposed to continue with our day? It's all bullshit. And we don't, we know it, but we won't acknowledge it. We all do the same thing, but we act like we're the only ones that do it. So every now and then, I urge you to take a break. Put the phone down. Get away from the computer. You know, try to do something different. The, I, I find that the people that continue to maintain a connected reality to, to whether it be Facebook or, or Reddit or, or Twitter, it, it shapes your thoughts and it shapes your opinions of the world around you, which, again, become unrealistic. Because all these pages are built on making you feel good. So most of it's memes or half-truths or getting you to feel a certain way or just a, just a damn echo chamber. You feel valued in this echo chamber and you feel that, that you're validated. Everything that you think is validated because everybody else in this echo chamber, and I hate that it keeps using the same word, I apologize, but it's the best way to describe it, but you feel validated that everybody else is thinking the same thing. So it just makes it harder for us to get along, and it makes it harder to have a real conversation. Trying to take the time to have a conversation in person will change the game completely. You can have the exact same conversation with one of your friends in person and get a lot further. And again, I urge you to try to do that. Reach out to somebody that you haven't talked to in a while and have a conversation with them. You know, I, I've had plenty of debates online until I realize I'm actually getting nowhere and I'm only hurting myself. Because when you're online and you're, and you're typing it, you're in your own head already. And so you're thinking and you're circling your own thoughts and you're just going into it. And so it becomes much more intense. So no matter what, you have to prove that you're right, but you only have a limited amount of characters or a limited amount of time, and you're trying to type it, but typing it is never as good because you want to use all the words that are in your head. At least for someone like me, it just doesn't go well. I lose all context when I'm typing. I sound like an asshole all the time. Well, on the phone and off the phone, I sound like an asshole all the time, to be fair. But even more so through text. I'm, I'm, I'm very dry and sarcastic, so anything I say is, even if it's a joke, just sounds like I'm just, I'm just being a dick. And, and, and it's something that, uh, of course, I should work on, but I think everybody should work on at that point. You know, unfortunately, we live in a world where we have to be connected. Facebook has become a, a place that's more than just uh, for your friends. It's become a marketplace. It's become a streaming service. It's become uh, a place to sell items it's become your watch parties you know i find better deal that's become the new craigslist i wonder how long craigslist is going to be around now that facebook has its own marketplace you know and instagram is apparently it's a better place to connect for businesses and again i still have to learn that so i can make an instagram account for this podcast you know and, and, and it's so crazy i'm sitting here talking poorly about all the social media and how it divides us but it's something that we all need i need it to be able to reach out to you i need it for you to be able to be connected to what i have to say and and i and i want it so i can get my voice out to anybody that's willing to hear it so it it, it it's a bit of hypocrisy 
But it's something that I find incredibly interesting, though, also, because I can sit there and have a conversation with somebody and I don't know, Jamaica is the first thing that came to my head. I don't know why. I can learn something about a culture and we could utilize it and we can get all this information and we could become closer as a whole, but instead we use it to talk about memes of our cats, talk shit about politics, and tell each other how wrong we are. If only there was a way to change it to be less echo chambers and be more inclusive and be more helpful and, and be able to get each other on each other's side. And that's what we need. But right now, as, as a whole, social media sucks as an individual. It's great for a business. All right, let's go back into the idea of, of Facebook. They make all their money based off of you. You give them everything, all the resources they need. They now say data and information is more valuable than oil. You as a person are worth more than basically any other commodity other than gold. Not you as a person. I'm sure your kidneys are worth a good chunk of money, but your information. Because all they want to do is just sell you shit. And that's all it comes down to. All it is is advertisers. And they're the ones that control everything. So they continue to tweak things to get you more addicted. To get you to show them more of your interest. To make advertisements that catch your, catch your attention. To make you want to watch it. Because of their algorithms that know what you're interested in. Which change per person. So if you want to do better. We have to turn it off and you want to do something real crazy, you're actually able to ask Facebook for the information they have on you. And they legally have to give it to you. And there's a way to do it in your settings. Um, if people are interested, I can actually make a tutorial on how to get that information. And last I heard is they'll send something in the mail instead of just sending you a document online because if you got it instantly, it would make you that upset. Uh, I don't know if that's still true. I know that was something that I had heard, again, anecdotal, uh, a while ago. But it, but I can try to do that, make a video if anybody's interested. Because it just blows my mind that that's what they can do. And every company has this information. The same thing, anytime you go to a website and it asks for the cookies, if, uh, if it's okay for you to have cookies from that website, cookies is them leaving something on your phone or your computer for them to track where you go. All cookies are, are trackers. If you didn't know that. So do not allow them. Because all you're doing is giving that company the right to track you and your information. So they can continue to brand things to you. That's why if you go to a website. If you go to a Nike website. You go to a webpage for the news. And all of a sudden you have Nike ads on that website as you scroll through the news. It's because of the cookies. Because of the trackers. Facebook helps sell that type of information. Twitter helps with that. Instagram helps with that. LinkedIn, the place where you're supposed to find a job, all they're doing is getting your information so you can sell you shit too. They all have to find a way to make money. They're not making money just on you signing up for a free account. Why do you think the accounts are free? So think about it whenever you're getting into one of these online arguments. What are you actually talking about? Is there is there context behind it? Or is it a one-dimensional conversation? Or... You know, think about the news that comes across your feed. Is it going to be the same news as one of your friends? Are you actually seeing the same things? Or do we only think it because we just have this idea that if I'm getting it, everybody else is. And so I think that's a way that they, they play with you. And at the end of the day, something about it sucks.
and that's the lemon. If you've been liking what you've been hearing, don't forget to go to the Facebook page for Lemons with Clemens. I'll be looking for any comments or any discussion on any of the most recent episodes, and I'm always looking for more content to create for you. So please don't hesitate to leave a comment, like the page. Also, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or any of the other apps that you might be using to listen to this. And always, 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 thank you for listening to Lemons with Clemens.